Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting as usual from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful and finally sunny Alpharetta. Um, we're waterlogged here. Um, and glad the sun's out today. It is a beautiful day, and we're excited about that. We're also excited about Renaissance Bank because Renaissance Bank, we have found in our own experience, is big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a very personal way. And I think this shows up in some of the results that come in from customer surveys conducted by Money.com and Forbes. Uh, Renaissance is one of the best banks in Georgia, according to those surveys, and in the Southeast and in the U.S., and it keeps coming up again and again. So if you want to find out why and maybe talk to a Renaissance banker about your own business, go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices and give them a call. And I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Mary Ellen Garrett. Mary Ellen is with Merrill Lynch Wealth Management. Mary Ellen, welcome. Thank you, John. Nice to be here today. Hey, great to have you here. Thank you. Uh, so let's talk about you and how you're serving folks at Merrill Lynch Wealth Management. Well, thank you so much for the nice intro. Um, yeah. I've been with Merrill Lynch for 37 years. Started when I was 10. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> you're, you're just a rookie, right? Yeah. Just a rookie yeah, every year, right? Um, but I have really enjoyed the opportunity to mm-hmm. to work for a firm like Merrill Lynch and to be taught along the way, and mm. to then teach my clients along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with uh, an interest in helping others and in the community, and what it's grown into today is a team of nine people. There are five partners. Uh, there are four associates that work with all of our clients. Uh, we manage about a billion and a half dollars. Wow. And we have about 350 households um, that we uh, have handled for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, some new business that comes in every year, uh, but many of our clients have been with us for decades. And your group, I take it, uh, Mary Ellen, well, first of all, congratulations on that growth. Wow, that's thank you. That is tremendous. Um, it sounds like what you've done, and and this is common, I think, in in within Merrill Lynch and a lot of bigger firms. You've carved out kind of a, a boutique within the bigger firm, right? So you can give your clients high touch. Did, did I get that about right? You got that exactly right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think, well, Merrill Lynch is a big institution. Mm-hmm. I would get lost in there, but it really comes down to the personal advice and counsel that we're giving to our individual clients who work directly with us. Right. So you talked about your desire to help people expand on that in terms of why the investment business. I mean, if you can build a billion and a half dollar asset business over 37 years, you obviously know something about building, building a business. So why this business, as opposed to a lot of others you could have gone into? 
When I, uh, I grew up in Ohio, I moved to Atlanta in 1980 mm. and I worked for a bank when I was in school. Mm-hmm. So moving to Atlanta, I found a bank to go to work for right away and was introduced uh, to someone in the Merrill Lynch office um, early on uh, after I had moved here. And um, I just gave it my all. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the business. I liked the excitement of uh, working the markets and um, and then coupled that with the idea of helping somebody with their financial goals is so much more than just financial. Mm. It really brings in uh, the whole aspect of a family, uh, sometimes a generation, sometimes multiple generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to make sure that those clients can work toward their goals to fit with how they're investing and according to the risk level that they have. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting. That still is exciting for me to see somebody get to where they want to be. Uh, it's very rewarding for the client, but it's also very rewarding for our team. Yeah, that's terrific. So you've seen a lot of changes over the the years in the in the investment world um one of the things that doesn't seem to have changed is how confusing it can be <laughs> <laughs> to those who aren't in it every day that's a very um thoughtful question mm-hmm. uh i would tell you that there are so many factors that move the markets day to day they change day to day and it's taking a very complex um situation of the overall markets and it's a it's to us to lay it out in front of our clients um, in a very simplistic way but in a way that they're going to understand Mm. yeah yeah for sure um well speaking of understanding so (laughs) i think a lot of that i asked that question deliberately as i think about this question which is you know, what has happened here recently with the markets and, you know, obviously last year was a terrible year and people that creates a lot of questions for people. So, you know, what, what are, what, what are you thinking about as you advise your clients uh, for 23 and 24? You know, it's a really good time to reset. Mm -hmm. And after going through a year like last year where you had Uh, The Fed funds uh, that moved pretty dramatically. Mm -hmm. You had inflation that moved dramatically. Um, Fortunately, that's coming off a little bit. Um, And you had a market that was very responsive to um, how the Federal Reserve was actually working. Um, Most of our clients are experienced. They've been with us during market downturns. So... There weren't many um, that were um, expected to do something different other than stick with their plan and stick with their investment strategy. But our message to them now after the first of the year is let's meet, let's talk about resetting. After this tumultuous year that we had last year, let's put things in perspective for you, show you where you are versus your goals have there really been that many changes um, in in your overall goals? And that's a comfort to them. And anyone who is in the 
financial industry in charge of people taking care of their um, investments and their livelihood, um, it should be a time for reset and it should be a time for caring about your client to know that they're concerned and to address those concerned concerns and then to move forward with confidence and move forward in knowing that the markets will reset themselves again. Right. You know, it's in the perspective that you have is obviously uh, a lot deeper than a lot of uh, folks have uh, because it was, it was, it's amazing the reaction to rates coming up. If you think about it, if, since you started in 1980, as little as they did compared to the early eighties. Right. I mean, Correct. yeah. <laughs> so it, but people look at what happened last year and it's, a disaster as far as a lot of people are concerned, right? So it's a matter of perspective. It is a matter of perspective, and it's a matter of time. Mm -hmm. And it's that time that clients have had in the markets where maybe clients have been through a couple of these downward turns, and they know that the advice is good, solid counsel to say, so long as there aren't many changes in your personal life, um, keeping to that strategy of keeping those investments as they are, maybe doing some tweaking along the way with your asset allocation um, and making sure that you are still comfortable with that level of risk, then moving forward to make sure that uh, they are going to be comfortable when we have that next market turn. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, for sure. So what, what do you see in terms of asset movement. And, and let me just give the proviso here that everybody needs to talk to their own investment council and get, everybody's got their own situation and they may not, uh, well, they will not be equal <laughs> by definition. Everybody's got a different situation, right? right? Um, but just as, as a, as a general proposition, you know, from 40,000 feet, I mean, what do you, what do you, where are the fund flows right now in terms of with rates up, is, is there more money going toward bonds and the other safe harbor kind of investments? Well, it's it's interesting. You have the group of clients who are fully invested. And the majority of, of our clients have been fully invested. Um, we are not market timers where you try to beat the markets. We know that that doesn't work. But what we do have is a strategy that will take those clients into the long term. And, and long term is a is a, a perspective different to each client. Mm. Um, it may be a few years for some, it may be a few decades for some. Right. If you're getting ready to retire, um, the clients may feel it's a short term strategy, but it's really not because in retirement age, in their sixties, um, early to late sixties, it's not a short term. Life expectancy is so much longer than it used to be. Mm -hmm. And and so these clients may have this strategy for another multiple decades. So right. you want to be very, um, uh, you want to listen to what those client needs are. Now, what it might mean is 
We take an asset allocation strategy, and what that is is just how a portfolio is invested with what percentage goes into equities or stock, Mm -hmm. what percentage into bonds or fixed income, and what percentage in cash. And, And if they were a little higher on the perspective of equities, maybe after a year like last year, someone is says, I can't take that anymore. So we may pull that equity allocation back a little bit right? Um, and talk about that until they're comfortable. The other thing to remember, too, is we've got very nice money market rates right now, where this time last year, cash, our money market was paying next to nothing. Right. And today, we're getting paid to be a little bit into cash mm-hmm. today. Bonds are a little bit higher than that. Sure. Um, and so to make sure your asset allocation is um, equal to what your risk tolerance is, and that's where you really need to make sure that you are comfortable, you're speaking with your professional advisor um, to get that proper recommendation for you. And re- resetting your asset allocation is always a good idea, right? Or at least looking at it. Well, yes, looking at it. I mean, um, regularly looking at that. Yes. allocation, right? And and explaining it is more of um, understanding that there's a natural rebalancing that happens throughout the year. And think about a couple of years ago where the markets were up substantially. Um, all of a sudden, because those equities were up so much, your asset allocation is going to be a little different than it was at the beginning of that calendar year, because that equity piece of the allocation was up. Um, now, Last year, when everything was down, stocks and bonds, um, there is a natural rebalancing that happened then as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's good, like you said, to look at it, see what your your allocation is when you get your statements or when you pull them up online. Um, make sure it is still equal to what your risk tolerance is. And then if it isn't, um, it's a good time to talk to your advisor. So what is the, uh, Mary Ellen, what is the uh, view of your firm on further pullbacks? I mean, we obviously we've had a rally, I guess, this year um, from the pretty tough 2020, 2022. Um, you know, what does that look like for the rest of the year in the next year? Well, um, January, a lot of people are referring to what the positive market that we had mm-hmm. in January as the relief rally, mm-hmm. uh, the January relief rally, but may or may not be sustainable. Right. Uh, much of it was, uh, um, if you look at the different industry groups that provided that return for last month, it was the industry groups that did the poorest last year, like high tech. Mm-hmm. Um, many of the high tech companies um, were really experienced quite a downturn in 2022. Mm-hmm. And if you look at 2023 year to date, those are doing pretty well right now. Um, what we're seeing going forward is um, we technically are not in a recession yet. We will know that in the third quarter. Uh, many um, of the many of our economists, and I'd say our, I would say many of the economists around uh, the world today, are forecasting possibly a recession, uh, and if we are in a recession, maybe a mild recession. Um, but we don't know that for sure. Um, right. There are a lot of other factors that are 
um, infiltrating our world today, um, and those include what's happening globally. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to see how the markets react to the Fed funds moves. Mm-hmm. Again, expecting a couple more moves this year. Uh, they meet again in March. So that'll be our next um, big effort. But you mentioned earlier about, well, what do you do with that cash that you have right now? Um, If you do nothing, you're going to get much higher money market interest rates. Um, If you are fully invested, you don't have a lot of cash to invest. If you have just come into monies and maybe you inherited some, maybe uh, you retired and you got an extra, you know, couple of paychecks. And what do you do with that extra cash? Um, there's a strategy that's been around for decades, and um, uh, it's called dollar cost averaging. Mm-hmm. And that means you put money into the market over time and do it according to an asset allocation strategy that's appropriate for you. Right. Um, so there are strategies for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, into the market. But for the majority, you're invested. Right. So, so again, everyone needs to talk to their own uh, advisor uh, and, and get, get, because everyone's got a different situation, but you mentioned fed funds, potential increases. You mentioned, uh, you know, extraneous world events. What are some other things that investors need to keep in mind as they look at today's markets? Well, um, keep in mind their own time horizon Mm -hmm. um, of when they are going to um, need either access to these assets or invested uh, that are invested. And um, so, for example, somebody who is getting ready to retire um, may all of a sudden need to start using their invested assets to provide them with income. Um, So keep that time horizon um, in mind. Um, also, keep in mind uh, what some of your upcoming expenses might be. If you have um, a wedding in your future uh, for uh, a child, um, if uh, you are helping a child with a new home, um, with a down payment, um, so many different uh, scenarios. If you are looking to buy that second home, um Take a look at uh, what the uh, market rates are today on mortgages, where this time last year they were so much lower, and they're about three times as high today than they were this time last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something that you put off for a little while until markets come back down to earth. Um, or if it's something you just have to have today and you can't pay cash for it, which the majority can't. You've got to have some type of a mortgage or some type of a borrowing. Um, And maybe you do it on a short-term basis where you get an opportunity to refinance after the rates come back down. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are some of the things to to keep in mind. And um, I had lunch with one of my clients last Thursday, and um, she is, she's been a client for 20 some odd years. Um, she and her husband are getting ready to go into an assisted living. Um, she's worried for a lot of reasons. And I said to her, um, as I was dropping her off after lunch, I said, I'm going to worry about your money. Mm -hmm. I want you to worry about everything else. Mm. And she 
sent me an email over the weekend, and she said, I just want you to know how much that resonated with me. Mm. Um, and I didn't mean for her to worry about everything else, but I wanted right. to take a little bit of worry off sure. of her. Absolutely. Um, so you always have to be aware of your surroundings and who, yeah. who needs you the most. Yeah, for sure. Mary, Mary Ellen Garrett is with us, folks. She is a Senior Vice President Wealth Management Advisor with um, uh, Merrill Lynch Wealth Management. She also runs the Garrett Group as part of Merrill Lynch, within Merrill Lynch. Um, let, let's You opened that door, so let's dive into that. I want to just be clear on the 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 clients you serve, mm-hmm. right? And what, like what, what their profile is. You mentioned earlier, multi-generational right. is um, uh, the fact that you've been able to maintain that multi-generational, those ties says something about the way you run your business, right? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talk about that and how you develop those ties with the next generation as they come up. Sure, absolutely. Um, So thinking about clients in particular, uh, when you are maybe new in the business and you work with a client who might be 40 years old, 45 years old, working for a big company, um, moving and you have a retirement rollover, you have a 401k rollover to an IRA. Um, And that client can then become, with attention, can then become so much more than just that one client. And if that's what your business model is, that's just fine. My business model is more of, I want to take care of everything financially for you. So one client I'm thinking of in particular um, started with a uh, about a half a million dollars, which isn't our minimum. I would tell you that I've never had a minimum. Um, I never wanted to be one of those people in the business that said, I'll only work with you if you have a gazillion dollars. I I think a lot of people feel like that. We don't. We have platforms to handle everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, If someone needs our help, we want to help them. But the relationship can grow into so much more than just that superficial, I'll invest a couple of mutual funds for you or something else. Right. You want them to rely. I wanted my clients to rely on me so that when they had children, we were setting up 529 plans for their education, uh, that when they were getting ready to spend money on their daughter's wedding, um, I would let them know where that money was coming from. Um, that when they had grandchildren, that we were setting up accounts for the grandchildren um, and so on. And when um, mom dies, you know, how do we take care of dad? Um, so a lot of those life events that, that our clients involve us with um, is what makes us tick. That's what we want to help with. Yeah. Wow. Great work. Let's, let's, um, you're you're too modest to bring this up yourself, so I'm going to bring it up. You, you've won a lot of awards. I have. Yeah, and um, we've only got a 30 minute show here, so we can't get to all of them, uh, Mary Ellen. But uh, I mean, I'll just read a couple. I mean, you've been uh, 
six consecutive years been named Forbes Best In-State Wealth Advisor, Forbes America's Top Women Wealth Advisors, Forbes Top Women Advisors List. How do you do that? Boy, um, I will tell you, um, our group is disciplined, Mm -hmm. and, um, and we offer our services first, um, rather than expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's our, that's our MO. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're in the service business and we have to continue, um, doing our services when we do a good job for our clients. Um, our clients let us know that by referring people in their circles to us. And that's part of how we do that every year. Yeah. Yeah. Now you, you've got a, particularly special award within Merrill Lynch. Uh, the, you, you were the winner of the 2015, easy for me to say, 2015 uh, David Brady Award. Explain what that award is and what that means to you. David Brady uh, was a colleague who was an advisor in um, New York in the Fifth Avenue office. And Every Tuesday, uh, David took a group of clients to um, Windows of the World, uh, which was on the top of the Trade Center. Mm-hmm. Um, he and his clients happened to be there on that fateful day of 9-11, mm-hmm. um, and he and his clients passed away that day. The Our firm um, offered this dedication to David by saying that they would um, create an award for people, for, uh, colleagues, our colleagues, um, someone who demonstrated, um, work in the community and to do what we do. Our, our clients come first. And, um, I was the recipient of that award in 2015 and, um, of all the awards we have been, um, honored to receive, that is the one that means the most. Um, I went to New York to receive the award and, um, my husband was there with me and, um, they called me up on stage and David's family Mm. was in the, on the, uh, at the dinner Mm -hmm. at the table, um, in front of me. And it was a very, um, humbling experience to, receive the award from your firm, and then look at his mom and dad. And I'm sure it was very um, touching for them. But from what I understand, they have gone to that um, awards reception every year. Mm. And I'm I'm sure the first year was very hard for them, but I'm sure now it's evoking a lot of um, memories and gratefulness um, for David and what he was able to provide to his community. Sure. Sure. Wow. So you've, you have, um, congratulations. Thank you. That's, that's tremendous. Thank you. Um, you know, you probably ought to get to get an award for being in the business for 37 years and being a woman. You when you started out, it wasn't it, you were a unicorn, right? Um, yes, I had a big <laughs> horn down the, the middle of my right, head. <laughs> right. So, I mean, talk about just I mean, Wall Street. It's not um, necessarily known for being uh, 
uh, open to women, and that's changing. Change. I'll say changing. Changing. Mm-hmm. That's a better way to put it. Um, changed implies it's everything's done that needs needs to be done, and that's not true. Talk about just what has changed for women, and and though women that are thinking about a career in the investment business, what would you tell them? I would tell them it is truly one of the most flexible careers that you could imagine. Um, if you're a self-starter, if you are, if you like to um, schedule your own time, if you know how to work, get your job done, not in a traditional nine to five, this is Oh, and if you have some financial <laughs> interest mm-hmm. um, yeah. and interest in helping people, um, it is such a wonderful career opportunity. Um, back in the early 80s, um, when I started in the business, um, it just seemed a very natural fit. And when I got to Merrill, um, I just put my blinders on and just worked hard. I kept my head down. Um, there weren't very many mentors, um, to Mm -hmm. go to that were, that looked like me. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of mentors. I still do. Um, and a lot of the same mentors that I had from years ago. And, um, but I also made the commitment to be mentors to, um, to others. Mm. But if you put your head down and you do put your blinders on and you are disciplined, um, you have a wonderful career. If you have young children, um, my children, I have three children under two at one time. Um, and, um, I don't remember ever missing a soccer game, a basketball game, a play, a girl scouts, uh, whatever it was, because I could work my schedule around that. Mm-hmm. And, and I wish more people under more women understood just how flexible it is. And, and if you are a self-starter, go-getter, um, this is a really good career to consider. Great advice from Mary Ellen Garrett. She is with Merrill Lynch Wealth Management. Now, one of the things that's happened over here over time is that you uh, now have a daughter in the business with you. I do. Uh, shout out to Patsy. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and that gives you a special understanding because you you're living it every day of of you know having uh your children in the business right talk about the advice you would give to family business owners as they navigate that situation we see that a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, it's interesting we have a lot of clients who work with their family um in different areas and um, when and I made the offer to all of my children, if you want to come and work with me, we'll figure out a way. One of them took me up on it. Um, Patsy was in the nonprofit world, uh, had worked in Washington on the Hill mm. um, and uh, came back to Atlanta. She's been on the team for going on nine years now. And we were very open with how we were going to do this together. And I said, what worries you the most? And she said, disappointing you. Mm. And I said, it's my biggest worry too. I said, not you disappointing me, me disappointing you. Mm. And so because of that, we have been very open with each other. Um, It's not always rosy. 
right. there are you've got a couple of those days where you go, I'm out of here. I'll see you on Monday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes that works. But we're very honest with each other and and open and um and the dynamics we were able to grow her into the team instead of forcing a family member on the team. Mm. And there's a difference. Right. So about 10 years, um, I started to really grow my practice from a partner level. I brought a couple new partners on and um, had Patsy learn the business to become a partner. Um, and so that um, was a good organic way to grow um, grow that. And now we're adding more partners and um, and it's working out pretty nicely. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations Thank on that. You. Thank yeah, you. because it's that's that that is difficult to do. It sounds easier than it is. Uh, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. So you're um, very active in the nonprofit community. You, you, you you're a big believer in giving back. Talk about your philosophy there and what keeps you busy on that side of your world. I'm really glad you asked that because um, part of Merrill's credo is social responsibility. And so much so that in our conference room, our five credos, that's the second one. And for the first couple of years, I've looked at those credos and I thought, I'm not really even sure what that is. Um, So once I started to get involved in the community, really started when my children were young and they were in school. And I do remember um, going to their school one time and they said, all right, we're going to have a meeting here every Thursday between 9 and 11. And I thought, I can't do that. I'm working. I can't be here that time. So I went up to the woman afterwards and I told her, I said, I, I can write you a check right now, but I don't have the time in the morning. I have to be at the office. And she, I'll never forget, she put her hands on my shoulders and she said, don't worry, honey, it's just not your time yet. But when it is your time, (laughs) you'll know it. And that's when, when you're going to participate more. So for the next couple of years, I started to find a way to give a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. And it started with um, doing something I love. I got on the board um, of some of the schools my kids were on, and then that led to getting on boards of other nonprofits, um, things that are near and dear, not necessarily to my heart, but to people who I knew, mm-hmm. and I wanted to help them. I think when you're involved in a nonprofit, um, people think that it has to be you that's experiencing um, the need. And it may not be you. It may be your friend. It may be a family member. Um, so many different ways to get involved. Um, and so when you give at a board level, you give of your expertise. And um, our expertise has always been in the financial world. So being able to get on a board and to help with the finance of, of what a board needs mm-hmm. has been something that I've done uh, quite a bit. And um, and the people on my team do it as well. Uh, they see how important it is to me. And so it's important to them as well. Yeah, that's, that's terrific. Congratulations on that work. That's awesome. Um, well, Mary Ellen, I want to, before I uh, let you go, let's just again, talk about the, the, um, clients from a, maybe a success story point of view. Um, 
you're in the confidentiality business, so you can't mention names, but if you can just give a situation that you feel really, uh, that you feel strongly illustrates the great work you do in terms of how you've helped someone. I love that you asked that question. Um, I feel like all my clients are a success, um, and I feel like I've been um, invited to be part of their success. There are a few that stick out. Um, One in particular um, is a client who has since passed away. Um, But when I was working with him, I met him as he was retiring from a large public company in Atlanta, and um, and he introduced me to um, to his family, and introduced me um, to an organization that he was very involved with. Um, he said, "I want to do something for this organization, but I don't really know how to do it." And he had future dollars coming in from his organ his company that he retired for from, and um, we were able to talk with him about. Um, charitable contributions done through something called a donor advised fund. Mm -hmm. And there are donor advised funds that are offered from so many people in the community um, here in North Fulton, um, but all across the state. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we were able to introduce him to one of those organizations to create his donor advised fund and where he was able to give um, over time quite a large sum of money to this organization. Mm-hmm. And um, he was very shy. And he, when we went to the organization to let them know what he did, um, he said, would you go with me and would you present that to them? And it was such an honor to be able to be sitting at the table with these wonderful people at this organization. And, um, and so I was able to do that for mm. him. And wow. that was such a nice honor. And that was one of the organizations I got involved with just because of that. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's, and I'm still involved to this day. And that was several decades ago. Wow. What a great story. Um, Mary Ellen Garrett, folks, with Merrill Lynch Wealth Management. Mary Ellen, we're delighted you could come in and, and you. share your work with us. You're doing great work. We're, we're just uh, very pleased and a privilege that we could shine a light on your work. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I've really enjoyed today. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. But before we let you go, I can't imagine there aren't some folks listening that might want to get in touch. So let's tell them how they can do that. Absolutely. Uh, my direct line at the office is 404 231 2506. And my email is m underscore Garrett, G A R R E T T, at ml.com. Mary Ellen Garrett, Merrill Lynch Wealth Management. Mary Ellen, thanks again. Thank you so much, John. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder. So if you've got dysfunction in your business, and I mean back office issues like you're spending too much time on administrative tasks or you're doing the books, or maybe your books consist of a shoebox with receipts, that's not really advantageous for you. So if that's what you're confronting and that's weighing you down in your business and keeping your business from getting to where you want it to be. My suggestion is go to officeangels.us and understand what happens when a group of angels fly in and get all that work done and they fly out. Better yet, just call SES Cabido 
She's terrific. She does work for me, and her and her angels do work for me, and they're fantastic. 770-442-9246. They've been around for uh, 25 years, and they do fantastic work. And if you need some help in this area for your business, uh, you'll be glad you called Essie and her team. And folks, just a, a quick reminder, I have a book coming out this year. If you want more information on that, pricevaluejourney.com is the place to go. It's called The Price and Value Journey, Raising Your Confidence, Your Value, and Your Prices Using the Generosity Mindset. So if that's uh, something you're interested in, if you're a professional services provider, you may want that book. So uh, check that out and you'll get updates, sign up for updates and whatnot at that link. Uh, We're grateful to our listeners for getting us to over 600 episodes over the past almost seven years. We'll celebrate our seventh anniversary coming this May, and we're excited about that. We're excited about being the voice of business in North Fulton, and we have gotten to this point because of you, our listeners. You have supported us. You've shared the show when you thought you found someone that somebody else needs to know about. You've shared the show, and we're delighted when you do that. Um, and you supported us in so many ways, and we're grateful to you. So thank you for your support, and please keep it up, and let us know if we, uh, if there's something we need to do to, to further serve the business community in North Fulton. So for my guest, Mary Ellen Garrett, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.